Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Functionally Autoimmune. I'm super happy that you're here with us today. We have a wonderful guest that I know that you're going to love and want to catch this episode. So on the show today, we have Beth Shaw. She's a wellness pioneer, an author, and the founder of Yoga Fit. Welcome, Beth. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, absolutely. I'm so happy that you're here with us. Can you give us a little bit of insight into kind of how you got into yoga and into the wellness industry and just kind of give us a little bit of background? Sure, Brandy. Well, I've been, uh, let's just say I started in early age. At uh, age six, I taught myself how to do guided meditation and imagery because I suffered from horrible migraine headaches. And I was kind of, you know, left to my own devices to figure it out. So I, I taught myself how to do guided imagery and and, uh, meditation, and that helped to cure the migraines. And I've been doing yoga poses since a child. I didn't even really know what they were at the time. I've also been working out uh, at the gym since age 15 and studying nutrition since college. So I'm um, very passionate about everything that relates to health and wellness. Yeah, that's amazing. And and how amazing that at that young age, you were able to kind of realize that these things were going to help you with your migraines and how you were feeling. I mean, that's, that's really impressive. Yeah, I kind of like to think of it as spiritual intervention. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you think about how many six year olds think of, of those types of interventions, right? Exactly. Yeah, awesome. And so you have a company called Yoga Fit, which you have grown just, I mean, worldwide, right? And you've had this company for, I think I saw over 20 years. Yeah, we've uh, been established as a school since 1997 when we did our first Yoga Fit training in Fargo, North Dakota. Wow, that's that's amazing. I'm a huge fan of yoga and I, I, you know, I pr- practice it regularly. So I really appreciate what you're doing. And I know that you're reaching a lot of people that maybe wouldn't have access to great yoga instructors or, or um, the information that they need. So that's great what you're doing. Uh, thank you very much. We're also doing a lot now with our trauma-based yoga program. It's called Yoga Fit Warriors. And initially it was designed to work with veterans and first responders. Wow. But since so much of the world is traumatized right now, uh, we're seeing all kinds of people take that training. And uh, I've even brought some personal friends to it and they've had amazing results. Some of them were able to even half their medication dosages right after the training. Wow, that's amazing. Can you can you elaborate on that a little bit on like how yoga and that type of um, energy really resonates with the trauma response in the body and things like that. Can you explain that a little bit more? Well, basically we store every life experience we've had in our physical body. You know, they say the issues are in our tissues. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're storing all of this in our physical bodies and through um, a specific uh, technique that we do at Yoga Fit, we're actually able to get trauma out of the body without people even having to discuss what that trauma is. Wow. So it's, it's very powerful. And also, you know, a lot of people are hijacked by their brain. In fact, the second chapter of my book, Healing Trauma with Yoga, which just came out before the pandemic, really goes into how trauma affects the brain and how people become hypervigilant. They're stuck in fight or flight. Their amygdala is, is working all the time. Their prefrontal cortex kind of stops functioning. So through the practice of yoga and mindfulness, we're able to not only start to observe 
the patterns of our mind and our own mental patterns, but then we're also able to move energy out of, out of the body and around the body and get ourselves into a very healing state. Wow. That's amazing. And I love that your timing was so impeccable on that, right? Like it came out right before the pandemic when kind of the whole world had all of this trauma happening. Yeah. I mean, basically everybody's traumatized right now. And I had no idea how timely the book was going to be when it came out in December of 2019. Yeah, that's amazing. That's awesome. So can you give us a little bit of information on who might be a really great candidate for um, this type of kind of a trauma training? And I'm sure everyone really, but are there any specific people that you're thinking that you kind of, and, and you mentioned veterans, but is there any specific group or category that you really geared this towards in the beginning? And then it just kind of grew to be this amazing thing that kind of would help anybody? Well, the program was designed by one of our yoga fit master trainers who also happens to be a lieutenant uh, okay. army colonel. I'm probably not even saying that right, but um, she's, she's in the military and she designed this uh, predominantly in the beginning to work with veterans and first responders who have tremendous amount of trauma. But uh, you know, over the course of the years, we've had anybody come to our uh, yoga fit warriors trainings who have had a childhood trauma of any kind, adult trauma, uh, severe anxiety, depression, PTSD, flashbacks. And the, the, the pool of people coming to us has grown exponentially. We also get a lot of therapists and psychiatrists who come in to do these trainings so that they can have tools to yeah. bring back to their clients. Yeah, that's a great point. I, you know, I hadn't even thought about that. That's a, that's a great resource for them to have um, in their practices as well. And a lot of people who have chronic pain, fibromyalgia, yeah. um, they come to these trainings too, because a lot of times it's, it's the fear in the body that's causing the physical ailments, sure. not to mention the mental ones. Right. Yeah, for sure. So outside of, of trauma, what other ways can yoga and these practices really help with kind of overall health and wellness with chronic illness, those types of things, where does that really play in, in kind of the health and wellness journey? Well, the practice of yoga connects the body, the mind and the spirit. So if people are to go to traditional talk therapy, which, you know, I'm a fan of to a certain degree, sure. it's helpful, but it's very difficult to have the mind deconstruct or understand the mind because you know we've got these neural pathways that have been dug and dug and dug and and basically we're running on the same track all of the time through the practice of yoga you're able to observe your thought patterns and sometimes your belief systems and at the same time you are physically working your body you're doing asana postures that um, align your energy centers that move the energy around in the body that enable you to actually realize you have a physical body, which most people these days don't even realize they have. So it really brings you in touch in a much deeper way. Uh, one of my other books is called Yoga Lean. And in that book, we talk about something called lean consciousness, where you get to the state of awareness of your physical body, that you know exactly what your body needs to have from a nutritional standpoint at all times. So it makes food choices much easier and healthier. So, you know, there's, when we create awareness, it has a ripple effect to, to every aspect of your life and it's very powerful. 
Yeah, for sure. And I love, I love that you mentioned your other book um, because I think that that's really great. I know a lot of people, especially in the autoimmune community, which a lot of my listeners are struggle with um, just overall wellness, right? Because there are a lot of times with autoimmune conditions, you have chronic fatigue, you have pain, you have a lot of times you have unexpected weight gain. Sometimes you have unexpected weight loss and you really are trying to find what that place is for your body to be kind of healthy and where you can get to that place. So a lot of times they just don't know where to start and like really what their body needs. So it's fantastic that you have those resources out there for that. Uh, yeah, we've got a couple of programs for pain management also at yoga fit, um, yoga for physical and emotional pain. Um, we've got a lot of very therapeutic programs you know, and oftentimes it seems contraindicative, but people who are suffering from chronic pain actually need to move. And even some light, gentle yoga for 20 minutes is going to make a huge difference in how they feel that day. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And, and you mentioned kind of light, gentle yoga. So that brings me to another question that I have, because there's so many different yoga poses. There's so many different types of yoga. I mean, you kind of, if you go and Google yoga, you can find all different kinds of like classes that are called different things. So are there specific types or um, kinds of yoga that really help for certain situations or are there certain ones that are better than others? Because it, it can be very difficult to determine um, what, what they work best for and what's, what's best for you as far as like the kinds of classes and, and those kinds of things. That's an excellent point, Brandy. At Yoga Fit, we have over 75 different educational programs, all of which are great for just the general enthusiast or the yoga curious. So, you know, for example, people who are suffering from anxiety need to do more of a restorative, calming, gentle practice People who suffer from depression need to do a more energizing, uplifting practice. People with chronic pain sometimes can very much benefit from restorative yoga, which is gentle and you have to hold poses for longer periods of time and just relax or something like yin yoga, which really brings a lot of awareness to the physical body. I love that. Yeah, it can be very confusing with, um, you know, all the different kinds, because some of them are very calming and relaxing. And then there are other ones that are kind of meant for, or it seems that they're meant for really kind of working out and sweating and, you know, working really hard. So it can be very confusing for people who really want to get into yoga where, where they should start. So someone who's, let's say, never done yoga, or maybe they've taken one or two classes, what would be a good starting point for someone like that? Uh, well, we have a lot of free resources on our website, yogafit.com, and they can also uh, come and take one of our trainings, either virtually or in person, or, you know, just start with a beginner class in their area. I always suggest that people try more than one class because sometimes the first one's not going to be a fit for them. So they just need to keep trying until they find something that works for them. And, and when they do, they'll know it. Yeah, definitely for sure. And I think it's important too that the instructor sometimes even will resonate with someone, um, whereas an instructor maybe won't. So a lot of times it's just finding that instructor that you really kind of feel a connection with. Yeah, it's kind of like making a new friend or dating. You know, sometimes you need to go through a lot to, to find the right ones. 
Right, absolutely. So I have to ask because it's it's fairly popular. Um, at least it is in my area. It's fairly popular, and I I think that it's still popular about the world. I don't know for sure, but um, hot yoga became this kind of big trend where people would go and do that. What are your thoughts on that? And do you feel like there are certain um, people or certain things that that might be beneficial for, and certain things that it might not be? Uh, hot yoga is great. I, I happen to like it. I mean, not to the degree of 104, but I think a, a nice warm room is very beneficial for people. It helps people warm up more quickly. In Yoga Fit, we spend the first 20 to 30 minutes just warming people up before we get them into any complex poses mm -hmm. that could cause injury if the body wasn't warm. Uh, but hot yoga for many people is, is a great thing. Uh, obviously, people with heart conditions uh, shouldn't be in extreme heat. Sure. Uh, but I think that a lot of people who have chronic pain find a lot of relief going to hot yoga. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I've, I've definitely heard people who really love it and people who really have a hard time with it. So it's always interesting to, to find out what those differences are um, with, you know, maybe there's something illness or physical wise that makes someone really enjoy it and, and someone really not enjoy it. So I, I always kind of wondered that. And I thought, you know what, she's a great person to ask that question. <laughs> I, I would say for most people, it's definitely worth a try. And just because it's uncomfortable doesn't mean that it's not good for you. In fact, I tell my students all the time, get comfortable being uncomfortable through the practice of yoga, because once you learn how to embrace the discomfort on your mat, right. then you can take that out into the rest of the world, which you know, especially now is very uncomfortable. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. That's great advice. And I want to, I want to touch back on something that you'd mentioned a little bit earlier when you talked about becoming aware of your physical body and just kind of awareness in general. So what are some of the practices or specific things in yoga that help you get to that point? Because I do think that that's such a, a really important part of yoga. And I think that you're absolutely right that a lot of people just are not consciously aware of what's going on in their bodies and all of that. And so what, can you, can you kind of break that down a little bit and tell us what, what parts of kind of that consciousness is and, and where that fits into yoga and how that kind of comes about? Well, just through the practice of breathing deeply and focusing on your physical body, which you have to do during yoga because you have to put yourself in these poses and no one's going to do it for you. Mm -hmm. You get very, you know, you'll, you'll connect with your tight hamstrings. You'll connect with your sore shoulder. You'll connect with maybe feeling strong in some poses. Mm -hmm. So you're just establishing a deeper mind-body connection every time you practice. And that's going to be so beneficial. One, you're going to prevent yourself most times from getting an injury before it happens because you have the awareness. You know, the body whispers at us before it starts to scream. And if we can learn to listen to those whispers, we're going to be in really good shape. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I think I've, I've actually said that before myself. And so I love that saying, I think it's absolutely true. And a lot of times we do miss those whispers until we're at a point where it's screaming and, and we have no choice, but to listen. Absolutely. I love that. And so I want to make sure that, um, one, everyone has the, the information that they need for, for getting these resources. And I also want to make sure that, that my listeners understand how just how beneficial 
yoga can be for them. Cause I know that I have listeners and, and listeners that have reached out to me uh, personally that have talked about, um, ex like it's exercise intolerance and their body just really shuts down when they do any kind of exercise, especially strenuous. And that's pretty common in the autoimmune world where people do kind of have this, this exercise intolerance. And I don't like that word, but that's really kind of what it's called. And I find for a lot of these people, yoga can actually be a great alternative because it's not as strenuous on the body. Do you have any thoughts about, uh, about that as far as where yoga can fit in for those people? I, I definitely do. Here's, you know, what I would like to suggest, you know, short of me doing a routine for you right now, um, people who are dealing with any kind of chronic pain in their bodies, they need to start slow, but they, they also need to trick their mind into getting out of the way. Yeah. Because oftentimes it's a mind body connection that's causing the physical ailment. Mm -hmm. So I would recommend for people just lie down on the floor, pull their knees into their chest, do some circles with their legs, do a couple of easy spinal twists, then maybe do a bridge pose, do a few hip stretches, try to do some light abdominal work, you know, ease your way into it, do deep breathing. I do this, I, I have a fair amount of pain in my body because I work out a lot and I overdo it. So I, I will trick myself. I will literally like go to the gym, roll out my yoga mat, tell myself, okay, I'm just going to spend 20 minutes doing yoga and stretching. And I do the spinal twists. I do some bridge poses. I do some hip openers, some hamstring stretches, all lined down. Yes. So in my mind, like things are going light and easy. You know, 20 minutes in, my energy starts to flow. My breath is going. I'm getting motivated. Then I'm going to be ready to do some more strenuous exercise. Yeah. And again, the yoga fit style is warm up, work, and cool down. So even if you can just get through the warm-up phase and spend 20 to 30 minutes doing that, gentle, big body, flowing, repetitive exercises, you're going to be much better off than you were 20 or 30 minutes ago. I guarantee it. Yeah, I love that. And I, I think a lot of people don't realize that you can do so much from a mat, right? Like you can actually be laying on a mat on the floor and, and still get so much done. You really can. And it's a great place to start. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. And you mentioned before breathing and breath, and that's a really big part of yoga. And, and honestly, breathing is such a big part of just stress reduction overall. So can you kind of go into that and why that's really important in yoga and what that helps you do and, and the benefits of really focusing on your breathing and those and taking deep breaths and those types of things? Well, from a physical standpoint, focusing on the breath gives us a mental focal point. So hopefully we'll clear our mind from everything else that we're thinking about, hopefully. Um, when we start to unite breath and movement, we really bring the mind into the muscles and we start to warm up the body, which is also very important. From a more psychological standpoint, uh, we can use different breathing techniques to control our anxiety, give us energy, uh, rid ourselves of some depression, you know, for example, if your exhalations are twice as long as your inhalations, you're going to bring yourself into your parasympathetic nervous system, which is rest and digest, as opposed to being in the sympathetic nervous system, which is fight or flight. So just, a, a, you know, something everyone can do is take 10 to 50 deep breaths, but make your exhale twice as long as your inhale. 
Uh, you can do a three-part breathing like belly, chest, throat, and then exhale. You can do a little pause in between your inhalation and your exhalation to find a little bit more peace and calm. So uh, you can do a breath of fire if you need to, to warm yourself up and get some energy. It's a very energizing breath. So we have a whole uh, one-day workshop at Yoga Fit just on breathing techniques and pranayama, wow. as we call it. And it's amazing for anyone who really needs to learn how to breathe. And, and especially now, everybody's over the computer and Zoom and all of that. We're all hunched over. So our lungs are literally like constricted. So we need to do chest expansions, open up our body, breathe into our heart center. And you'll feel better, you know, in five minutes of just opening up, doing perhaps a standing chest expansion, bringing your arms back behind your body, interlacing your fingers and expanding, pulling your shoulders back and down, breathing into your heart center, your lungs. You're going to feel empowered and you're going to feel just better. Yeah, I love that. I, I'm a huge fan of, of breathing techniques and, um, you know, really promote that for stress reduction and things like that. Cause it really, I mean, our bodies need breath. That's why we breathe. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it needs it. And so learning those kind of techniques and really focusing on that can make such a huge difference in, in how you feel and, and just your kind of overall mood and, and body. And, you know, in my book, Healing Trauma with Yoga, the last chapter is called Living Your Best Life. And I list 22 simple things that people can do every day just to feel better now. So for, I know for pain management, it's really daily practice, much like people who are trying to stay in recovery. It's just one day at a time. And the question always should be like, what can I do today that is going to make me feel better? Maybe for some people, it's going to be a headstand with a red light. Maybe some people are going to take an ice cold bath. Maybe some people will get in the steam room. Maybe for others, it's going out and taking a brisk 30 minute walk. But the thing is just to pick up those tools that we all have available to us that don't even cost anything that you can use to feel better that day. Yeah. Yeah. That's such great advice. And, and a lot of these things are really simple techniques that you can just add into any, any busy day. You know, if you're thinking that you're too busy to add in exercise or yoga, or, you know, you're just struggling to figure that out. These are things that you can really add into, you know, your drive or your morning routine or things like that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And that brings me to another question for those people who are really just struggling with finding time to, to incorporate something like yoga or breathing exercises or meditation. And they really just feel like their world is just too busy to do that. What's your advice for that? Uh, put it on the calendar, get up 20 minutes early. If you have to go to bed 20 minutes later, uh, at the end of the day, your health is your most valuable asset always. And you have to make time for it because if you're not making time for yourself and your own self-healing sooner or later, probably sooner, you're not going to have time for anything else. Right. Yeah, exactly. I love that. I love that. So I want to make sure that we get people the information so that they can reach out to you so that they can find your amazing trainings online. So they, they can find all of these things, find your books, um, any of your social media that you may have out there. Can you share some of that information with us so that everyone can find those resources? Sure. Anyone who's interested in a yoga fit training or workshop or conference, 
Uh, we also have eight-week continuity programs. We're starting a Yoga Lean eight-week weight loss group online that starts in January. You can go to yogafit.com. If you're interested in purchasing any of my books, I have four of them. They're also available on yogafit.com as well as barnesandnoble.com and Amazon. If people want to connect me with me directly, if they have any questions, they can visit me at bethshaw.com. And also I'm on Instagram, bethshawmindbody. Awesome. That's great. And I'll definitely, as always, you guys, I'll definitely make sure that all of that information is in the show notes as well. So if you weren't able to write that down listening, um, you definitely can go to the show notes and, and get right to Beth. If you need to get to any of her resources, I'll make sure that those are there for you. And Beth, thank you so much for being on the show today. Do you have any parting words for us or any advice that you can think of that we haven't already discussed? Uh, just my advice for everyone is to take care of the body that you're in because it needs to last you through this lifetime and that every choice you make should be leading you towards greater health and wellness. Uh, because again, our health is our most valuable asset always. So thank you so much for having me. Namaste. Thank you so much, Beth, for being on the show and for all of your great information and all of your insight and for everything that you're doing. I think it's fantastic. So thank you so much. And everyone, please reach out to Beth, find her resources at, you know, at the least find her book. I think she's, she's doing such fantastic things. So thank you so much for joining us, Beth. Thanks, Brandy. Bye. <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode. Welcome to the show, and thank you so much for listening. This episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens, with 75 absorbable vitamins and minerals in just one scoop per day. I've increased my energy, immune function, and so much more. AG is a non-negotiable part of my daily routine. For your own risk-free AG, plus 20% off, and free vitamin D3 K2 supplement, go to www.athleticgreens.com backslash functionally autoimmune, or look in the notes of this podcast and you can find the link there. Trust me, you want to add athletic greens to your day. It makes such a huge difference.